Welcome to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Of course, live on our YouTube channel as well, uh, Race Time Radio TV. You can check that out. And welcome to all the Rev TV viewers right across the country. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Of course, I'm flying solo once again here in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, Junior is on his way back from Motorama. Uh, what a great car show. I'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, but let me tell you who we've got coming on the show tonight. We've got an action-packed lineup for you. Uh, first up off the show, going to be in about 10, 15 minutes or so, Austin McDonald, driver of the number 13 for King Racing out of Nova Scotia. Yeah, he was on the racetrack this weekend. He got in the first season opener. Of the car super late model tour, uh, the 13, Austin McDonald down there doing a great job. Uh, he had his ups and his downs, so to speak, in the race just yesterday. But we're going to catch up with Austin live tonight on the show. And we'll he'll get us uh, right through the day. And we'll also find out what his plans are. I think he's going to stay down south for a lot of the season. Uh, but I imagine we'll see him up on this side of the border at some point. We will ask Austin himself. Uh, coming up after Austin McDonald, still in our number one, we're going to check in with a young uh, New Brunswick driver. Uh, this guy was actually a special request from a viewer on uh, Rev TV. He uh, texted in and said, Hey, Joe, can you get Logan Power on the show? Uh, he's a young phenom out this way, and uh, he does a real good job behind the wheel. And I can just imagine it's going to get real busy for him with the announcement of the uh, Dulux Super or the Dulux uh, Street Stocks, uh, part of the Mass Tour. Uh, and I would imagine Logan is going to run that. But we'll ask Logan here tonight what his plan is officially. I want to say we had Logan on the show. It's got to be either two or three years ago. Uh, Tim Terrier was doing a race live. I want to say it was at Petty International Raceway. And uh, Logan was in a modified, I do believe. And he ended up winning that day. Tim Terry hooked us up with Logan right away. And we had him on the program. It was, uh, I, I can remember bits and pieces of it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to getting Logan on the show here tonight. Be a lot of fun. Coming up in hour number two to kick the hour off, uh, Jerry Paxton. Of course, we all know Jerry from all the live race time radio broadcasts that we've done over the years. Jerry was uh, has been very instrumental in all of our live race uh, coverage. He, along with uh, his son, of course, uh, Josh. Uh, Josh has been another integral part of our live broadcasts. And uh, Brad Mann. Now, uh, you'll remember him from out on Canada's East Coast. Brad jumps in and uh, always part of our shows. Uh, Junior has stepped in over the course of time. And we've had a lot of broadcasters, but those are the cornerstones. And definitely Jerry Paxton 
is one of those cornerstones. And uh, one of the first guys I uh, called up when I said, look, Race Time Radio is going to develop a live crew to go to the track and do live flag-to-flag coverage on radio. And Jerry Paxton said, man, I'm in. I'd love to do that. And uh, he was a longtime announcer at Flamborough Speedway. I'm talking decades. And uh, Jerry was looking, yeah, for something a little different to do, of course. Um, And he joined the Race Time Radio Broadcaster and the rest of his history, so to speak. But we're going to check in with Mr. Jerry Paxton tonight. Good friend and uh, one whale of a broadcaster. You'll, uh, You'll enjoy it. If you've never met Jerry, tonight's the night. We'll also, in hour number two, get off to Canada's West Coast. If you joined us last week... You'll remember that Trevor Sieber joined the show, talking the Western Rattler 300, and uh, dropped a bombshell right here on our very show. Uh, he announced that the Western Rattler now isn't going to pay ten grand to win anymore. No, no. It's up to $20,000 to pay the Western Rattler uh, 300. That comes up May uh, 5th and 6th at Penticton Speedway. Uh, He also announced another element to the actual weekend uh, that was really kind of cool. The West Car Series, they're a late model series that runs out in B.C. Uh, You can catch them at all the local racetracks out that way. Uh, West Car is slightly less of a car than what you'll see in a pro late model. You know, you see the 42 Kyle Reed roll in or, uh, you know, the number 12, I'll say, uh, you know, you get... uh, uh, the number 12, Matt Shirley, <laughs> look at my brain, uh, Matt Shirley, he rolls in, he's got a true uh, blue uh, pro-light model. And not all the cars in this country are pro, uh, a true pro-light model, and West Car sort of fits that bill. Now, the upper enchilant of the West Car series can compete with a pro-light model all day long if they're allowed to lighten up. And that's really what the plan is now, uh, is for Westcar to participate on Friday night. They are going to run the Snakebite 125, which will be a huge race. It'll be a points race for Westcar. Um, but in saying that, the top three from the Snakebite 125 will now qualify for the Western Rattler 300 come Saturday They'll be able to lighten their cars up. They'll be able to move the weight around. They'll be able to do different things that the pro light models, of course, are allowed to do. So uh, it may not fit the whole field to go into the Western Rattler 300. Some of the older cars just cannot drop the weight off just like that. Uh, Whereas some of the uh, newer generation ones haven't got a problem at all in dropping the weight. So uh, we're going to catch up tonight. Uh, with Keenan, uh, Keenan Merrick, uh, Merrick, he is going to join the show from BC. He is part of Westcar, and he's going to shed some more light on those Westcar com- c- competitors. And we will definitely uh, catch up with Keenan in hour number two. Look forward to it. So uh, back to what I was talking about before uh, the uh, Motorama Car Show. Man, what a car show. Uh, Greg McPherson and his whole staff at Inside Track Motorsport News, they they went above and beyond. Man, you can tell the pandemic is uh, sort of behind us now. You can still get sick. So you got to make sure you get your shots and do all the right things. 
But uh, for all intents and purposes, eh, it's in the background. Uh, and uh, it was really, really nice to see. I left here early on Saturday morning, jumped aboard my uh, race time radio truck, and uh, struck off down to Toronto. It's about a 250 mile return trip for me when I go down to Toronto and back up to the race time radio studio. Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, I was really excited to get down there and get into the racing corral, go around and see people that I haven't seen in years. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, the pandemic really uh, messed a lot of stuff up, including the Motorama show. Uh, well, it affected all of our lives, right? So, um, but I, Get down to Motorama. First thing I notice when I get to Motorama, it's lined up. People are lined up to get in. Uh, and it was so nice to see. Uh, so great to see the lineups and uh, uh, to, to see it back to the way it was in the glory days. Uh, if it wasn't glory days, it was darn close to it. Um, and it really felt good. So going through building number one, some of the custom cars I've seen, Unbelievable. Uh, just uh, take your breath away. Some of these cars have got to be worth two, dollars $300,000. And their whole uh, destiny in life was to be put together and to be shown the way they were shown at Motorama. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, there's some beautiful hardware there in building number one. Uh, then you work your way into building number two. And, of course, building number two was absolutely jammed with uh, everything, short track racing, drag racing. Uh, if it had a motor and four wheels and uh, a driver behind the wheel, it was in building too. And man, I'll tell you what, I was so excited. I made my way over to the two-speed booth. Uh, that's where Joe Jr., of course, was hanging out. Um, he works for two-speed. They were all set up at the show and uh, they had launched a whole pile of products and uh, got over there, said hi to Junior, set my uh, my, my knapsack down, and uh, I pulled out the video camera. And, of course, this video part to Race Time Radio and to me is all brand new, right? So I was excited. I was kind of nervous. I did a bunch of testing on Friday before Saturday just to make sure I sort of had my ducks in a row. And we were going to get you some pictures and everything else. Uh, well, I had a brainstorm. On Saturday morning, just before I left, I thought, man, you know, if I take my microphone and I'm looking at the side of the new cameras and I went, I can take my microphone and plug it in to the microphone input on the side of that camera, put an extension on it. And uh, man, that should work out really good. It'll take the ambient sound away. You know, when you're in a big hole like that and there's thousands of people in there. You get a lot of ambient noise, and you doing an interview, you kind of want to be right up on somebody. But in the same regard, the camera has to be back far enough so that you can get the shot. So anyway, I take my camera, I take my microphone, I grab an extension here in the Race Time Radio studio, pack it all up, head down the road, get to Motorama, excited as all get out, pull out the stuff, uh, I plug the microphone in, I'm looking at the screen, and sure enough, on the screen it comes up, and it's identifying the external microphone. So I went, bang on, this is going to work, this is going to work real good. So then I started doing interviews, and I got through, I'm going to, oh, quite a few, quite a few, I bet you I talked to a good 10, 15 
different competitors, racetrack owners, uh, the, the gambit. I wanted to get the listeners, the viewers, a real good cross-section of what was at Motorama from a short track Canadian perspective. And uh, pretty happy. I checked the video quality. All the video clips were like beautiful, beautiful things. Got back here to the Race Time Radio studio last night around, I don't know, give or take 9 o'clock or so. Pretty happy. Got home, said to Sue, man, I got some beautiful stuff for us to work with. Uh, made my way downstairs. Couldn't wait to unload and download everything. I did, and not one word, not one one piece of audio, none of it, turned out. The pictures are phenomenal. The audio was uh, non-existent. So something either bad in the cord, something bad in the microphone, something bad in the camera. I don't know at this particular point. I was so, so dejected. Um, uh, call it a rookie move, if you will. But uh, I can honestly say you got to live to learn. And uh, we I definitely learned a pile yesterday. Should have had the audio stuff set up on the side like I normally would with radio. And uh, let the video camera do what it does best and take pictures. And then marry the audio with the video when I got home. I didn't do that. Uh, I thought I'd outsmarted. I thought I was, uh, you know, getting pretty big for my britches. But to say the least, I do have some beautiful stuff for us to look at. So what do you say we go do that now? Uh, Sue compiled uh, a little bit of a list of uh, uh, the different competitors I caught up with. And one of those guys, of course, was Kyle Steckley. He drives the number 22 in the APC series. We've seen him in the NASCAR Penny series. You'll see me talking with Kyle now on screen. And uh, Kyle is going to do the full APC, and he's also going to do uh, some uh, NASCAR Penny. So watch out for him. Corey McAllister, of course, owns two speed Calicott. Uh, he's got the 72 car, uh, 71, sorry, and he's going to run the OSS. Uh, you're going to see him in the Quick Quick Fire Starter Division. He is also going to be participating. Caught up with young Jake, uh, Jake Spencer Walt. He was the Sunset Speedway Junior Late Model Champion. And uh, young Jake, what a crowd. Uh, just a great kid. Great kid. And uh, uh, you'll hear more from him on Race Time Radio. Of course, Leaf Racewear set up at the show. Caught up with uh, Colin. And uh, he's got, you can see the fire suits in behind us, some beautiful stuff. And uh, we'll hear more from Colin as time goes on. JP, Peterborough Speedway, the third, Canada's fastest third miles all ready to go. And, of course, JP, he also races the late model. He's going to head down south in like a week. So we'll hear from JP real soon. Uh, Full Throttle Motor Speedway was at the show, and I caught up with Paul Cherbanier in his booth. And how about the number 72 of Junior Farley? Uh, he's got his APC car ready to go. PV Mart on that race car. Hey, that's provincial sponsorship, if you will, on that 72. Junior going to do a big thing in 2023, and we'll hear lots from him on race time. Also went over to the Sunset Speedway display, and I caught up with Brian Toddish. Got a great interview with Brian. Too bad you can't hear it. We will check in with Brian Toddish and get him on this show uh, I had a good discussion with Brian and Sunset Speedway ready to go. Of course, NASCAR all back on board there and uh, things looking real good at Sunset Speedway. 
over to the uh, APC booth and Delaware Speedway, and who do I catch up with? But uh, uh, Dave Gainforth, Oscar. He's the man responsible for the Oscar hot rods and uh, the the modifieds. We're going to hear from Dave lots on the show. Uh, Jake Spencer-Walt, his dad is Rick Spencer-Walt, driver in the number 31 in that APC series. And he's a tall cat. Look at the size difference between me and uh, Ricky. Uh, Last year, you remember, he had a bad knee, hurt it doing some uh, wave running. Uh, His leg's doing a whole lot better, looking to win a lot of races. I moved over into the compound part of it, and I caught up with uh, Garrett Tamirzma. Driver of the number 17 car. What a beautiful machine. He is totally geared up and ready to go for a full season in the Quick Quick Fire Starters uh, um, uh, series, uh, Street Stock, or uh, pardon me, the, uh, the Quick Quick series, uh, Super Stock. Uh, he's going to do a fantastic job. And then my final interview was with uh, John Caselli. Uh, love John. Known him for absolutely ever in this industry. And uh, John Caselli, they just don't make him any better than John. And uh, caught up with him, and um, it, it, he's got a lot happening. You know, we've got the gold rush coming. Um, the Bill Zardo Memorial Race. Uh, John was actually choked up. Um, you know, good friends with Bill Zardo forever. Uh, he was choked up uh, talking about Bill Zardo, and you can hear the emotion in his voice. And uh, that race is going to mean a lot. Oscar has also got a uh, a big race lined up for uh, uh, the Bill Zardo Memorial, and so does Sunset Speedway. He's going to be honored every which way that you can think of this year, and uh, rightfully so. Bill Zardo was a good friend of Race Time Radio. He's a good friend of mine. Man, uh, I think back to my younger days in the sport, watching that number 46Z car go. Um, he was uh, he was a big guy on both sides of the border, uh, ran act for a lot of years, and uh, just uh, somewhat of a super dude. And he will be missed. Uh, great to see that he lived out his dream, though, turning 80 and then still winning races in that Oscar hot rod uh, in that 46 car. But we're going to hit a very, very quick break. And when we come back, I can see Austin McDonald is lined up on the uh, – on the Zoom line, and we're going to get to Austin on the other side of the rig. Stay with us, everybody. From coast to coast, coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. 
with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winners. This is my own, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the highway, channel 56. I need something you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country, channel 61. Or 80s and 90s prime country on channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit children across the globe. Alex Trebek, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. And back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. So, so glad you could tune in tonight. Did you watch the Cars Tour season opener? Well, I'll tell you what, this next guest, not only did he watch the Cars Tour, he was in it. He was in it and he got a super finish with the 13 car for King Racing. Uh, he is from Nova Scotia, but you never know it. The guy's uh, looking and running more American as uh, I'll get up. Let's welcome him in. What's going on tonight there, Mr. Austin McDonald, number 13? How are you? I'm doing good, Joe. How are you? Fantastic, my friend. Let's go through that season opener. Uh, not the result you wanted. I know you wanted to be in victory lane. That's the kind of guy you are, but... Uh, Nevertheless, you had a decent run. There was a lot of heavy hardware behind you at the end of that one, buddy. Yeah, it was it was a really good race. Um, I was surprised. I mean, the pro car count was really good. We had 23 cars for that race, which was pretty good for that tour. I mean, last year we struggled a little bit. So this year with the new ownership of the tour and just everybody that's new in it, and, they, and it's just such a well-run program that I think everything together just brought those cars. And we had a couple past guys come down, too, that raced. 
I mean, Mike won it. So, I mean, congratulations to him, first of all. He did a super job. Wish I could keep up with him that race. But <laughs> I just, uh, we missed it a little bit. We had a good, strong car in the race. I mean, we started 11th, or started 13th, sorry. We, we missed it a little bit in qualifying, but we were able to drive our way up to 6th. We were passing for 4th, for actually, and a caution came out, and we got hung on the outside. And that track, Southern National, is probably about one of the worst tracks for outside groove. Uh, I had guys come from 13th, 14th to finish in the top three. So, like, it's just it's just crazy how that happens. But Oh, you get on some wild, wild racetracks down there. Make no mistake. There's character-filled spots. There's nice, easy, flowing racetracks. Uh, which ones sort of suit you the best, Austin? Because I know you've been down there running and cars to racing for a bit. I think there's two that we ran really strong at last year, and that was Caraway, which we ran two races there last year and finished third, and then we won our last race there. And um, South Boston is very, very cool. It's um, high-banked and just really fast. It has a lot of grip, so it's just it's so smooth, too, right? It just, I don't know, it, it brings a different characteristic to anything I've raced on before. So we finished third in that race, but had a shot at the win, too. And just, I don't know, we run... I think close to seven or eight different tracks on the series this year. And I have zero complaints about any of them. They're all just super cool. And, and they're all so different too, right? Oh, yeah. You have to go into each race with a different mindset and, and what you're going to do. Like this race, for example, it was all about saving tires for me. Like since we qualified 13th, we decided just to race 12th, 13th, 11th in that early 35 lap, 40 lap stage break. And I think it helped us in the end where we did have a little bit of tire left, but just is so line sensitive there that if you get in the line the wrong line it just made me feel like i was super speedway racing you know <laughs> you're in that one line and it's not going and then you get frustrated up there but i finally know how everybody feels at daytona i guess ah well you're gonna learn soon enough austin i can guarantee it that seems to be where you're heading is into the heavy hardware uh, is that what you aspire? Is that why you're, you know, putting the eggs all in that basket and you're down there down south and running the series you're running? I think I'd, I'd definitely like to see the opportunity happen sometime, even if it's just to to get into ARCA or, or something like that and run a few races, get our feet wet and see how we can do. Um, I mean, I grew up around it. I mean, you know that everybody that really knows me know that, that I started at, I think, age 9, age 10 in Bandoleros and then jumped to Legend Cars and now this, so... It just, it's a family thing for me. And I mean, me and I can't even say anybody in my family that's not included. Like, I got to give it all to my grandfather, uh, Roly, and, and my parents both for just allowing me to be on the road. I mean, we're driving home right now. We're probably in Maine somewhere, I think, just in Augusta, right? Yeah. So it just, it's it's part of the family. And I, and I can't, I wouldn't want to do anything else with my time right now. Well, and that uh, Roly that Austin referred to, yes, is the iconic Roly McDonald. Uh, from Canada's East Coast. Your grandfather ever run on all those tracks? Is that why, you know, he said, okay, Austin, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you down there. you got to see this place, this place, this place. Um, He's run more on some of the past races that we've run. I know he ran the Bush Car at, at uh, New Hampshire a couple years ago, and then we ran it, what, in 2019 and 2021. No, sorry, 2022 last year, and it was more of the northern races that we kind of worked with him, and, and he has experience. I mean, I remember the first time I went to New Hampshire, and he took me out on the racetrack, and we did a walk around, and he showed me kind of how to run it and stuff like that. I don't think he ran a lot down south, but he still likes to come on the track with us, too. And I mean, he gives such good feedback to me 
And that's the other thing. I have great guys around me this year, too. Um, we switched to uh, Fab Specialties and Matt Drake for this year as a crew chief. And um, we had a couple of great guys on the weekend. Greg was helping us and Tilly. I mean, just really good guys. And this is the first time I've ever worked with them. We had an experienced spotter to help us out, Tony Arnold. He's new this year. So this race to me was really just a kind of a starter for us to work together as a team and, and work out all the kinks. And I think we worked very well together. And I mean, we were all not happy with the result at the end, but just happy with how we ran and worked together as a team. Yeah, not bad for race number one, everybody getting together. That is really, really cool. You alluded to it off the start of the interview today, Austin, and if you're just tuned in, this is Austin McDonald with us. He drives the number 13. Uh, he is from Nova Scotia, but he is running that car steer down south. Uh, and, of course, there was big news about, I don't know, a month ago, where Dale Jr. bought in, Kevin Harvick, I want to say uh, uh, Burton was another one that bought in, and there was a fourth cup guy uh, that stepped in and bought in. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that was uh, Justin Marks. Justin, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, has, can you feel the difference in the series uh, now that these guys have jumped in with what was already a successful car steward? Can you feel any difference with the input of these guys? I think there's definitely some added support now. Um, the nice thing is that they still left Jack McNally and uh, Keely Dubinsky and, and Peyton, all of them in charge of the uh, the daily operations, and they still run it at the track. So that's really nice to have them as they were last year and everything because they, they know so much about the tour and, and about the people that run it that it just you, and they make you feel supported. But certainly I feel like with the added help of, of these NASCAR owners and everything, it it helps. Um, last Thursday, we had a media day. A lot of the drivers, the late model stock drivers and the um, pro late model drivers were all at the NASCAR, um, the head office downtown Charlotte, where we did media days. They got our pictures for us, which we are allowed to use later on. And just, I feel like at the track too, the presence of, I mean, you look at the pro count from last year to this year, it's growing immensely. I mean, we had some races last year with 12, 13 cars. Right. Now we're up to 23. So I think it's definitely drawn people in crowds too. I mean, I noticed the crowd was pretty good last week. So even Jeff came out to the track to uh, to give us kind of a wave off in the start of the series. So that was really cool to be able to see him there. And just, I think it's definitely going to help the series and especially at races like North Wilkesboro, which we're really looking forward to. I, I think it's going to be like a sold sold out house. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. It'd be kind of cool, though, if, you know, at some point, Dale Jr. Uh, just sort of sauntering by and he pops into the 13 trailer and says, hey, we're about that Austin McDonald kid I keep hearing about. I want to talk to him. Uh, okay. Wouldn't that be a surreal moment? And do you think that day will ever show up? I definitely hope so. Uh, we were able to talk to Dale at the banquet last year, and he's just a super cool guy. He was really chill about everything and just... I think between the four owners that are here, I think it just it's phenomenal guys to really run the series and, and be a part of our series. And I mean, I'm from Nova Scotia. I'm the furthest one coming for this series, and, and they make me feel like it's my home and that's where I belong to be. So I think it just it's it's really a class act series, and I don't think you could run a better series right now. Too cool, too cool. I got to take you back to one of my pinch myself moments. I'm doing media day at Daytona. Did a lot of broadcasting years ago down at Daytona. And, uh, of course, as a media member, you get to go to media day. 
uh, I'm there and I'm interviewing Clint Boyer and, uh, you know, uh, Kyle, Kyle Larson. We've seen him today. Um, and I look over and here comes Dale Jr. I thought, I don't know whether he would even do an interview with this old guy out of Canada. And I walked up to him and said, Dale, can I get a quick word with you? And he goes, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. So he's got his uh, fire suit on and everything. And um, he was uh, growing the beard that year. So it was the first year of the beard, right? And okay. uh, I had the mic on, but I, did, I, wasn't, I didn't have it up to my face or up to his. I just sort of, uh, oh, Dale, this is great. I'm really glad you're doing this. I am from Canada. Uh, so you're going to get lots of airplay up in Canada. I just want you to know something, though. And he goes, yeah, well, what's that, Joe? I said, uh, you think your beard is itchy now. You wait till you got to put on that balaclava, brother. It's really going to be itchy in there, and then you're going to have a helmet on. You're not going to be able to even scratch, right? And he looked me dead in the eye, and he said, it doesn't itch. Well, <laughs> and then a big smile, right? Oh, so uh, I had a great interview with Dale Jr., and uh, I much appreciated the time. And uh, I would see him from now, now and then. And when I would see him, he'd give me a little tip of the cap. So uh, he is a really cool dude, Dale Jr. And uh, you never know. One day you go from the experience you get on Race Time Radio and you'll be up there with MoFo and those guys over there on that uh, on his Dirty Mo channel uh, talking about cars here racing. And Austin, I can see you doing it. How about races up here in Canada? Like uh, you're going to go down. How many cars tour races have you got laid out? How many are we going to be able to watch you up here, buddy? So right now our schedule is we're still kind of finalizing, but we know for sure that we're going to do the 13 Cars Tour races. Uh, they're spread out through South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, we're looking at doing some Southern Super Series races. or Actually, that's not that series anymore. That's the, it's the ASA series now. ASA, yep. Um, there's, I want to say, three, three to five of them that we're looking at doing. A couple in Pensacola and... One in Hickory, maybe that we're looking at, maybe doing so far. We just we're still trying to figure that stuff out, but definitely we're looking at the IWK again. It, it's it's hard to miss that race. Ah. I mean, it's the biggest race in, in Canada, I believe. So and near and dear to Grandpa's heart too, right? And and your dad's really because that's the one that you guys all grew up on. <clears throat> Absolutely, we have a lot of fans up home that we like to be able to kind of interact with. And I mean, I know that I have the most support of I think any driver that I know right now. At, from from our home province in Nova Scotia, and I just have to give a big shout out to all my fans out there that that support me. And even though I'm not racing at home, still follow. And I mean, I see them on Facebook and and everywhere. They always comment and and kind of help me and help me go somewhere in the sport. Hopefully, um, but definitely the IWK. And, and we're also looking at doing 660. I think the the Fredericton 250. Ooh. That's one of my favorite racetracks, and uh, definitely just one of the coolest races. I, I kind of. Yeah. It's a it's a race you have to be smart in, mm-hmm. um, you know, save your tires and and just be there at the end. So between those two races, I think those are my two main ones that for sure. And um, I think you might see us pull a legend car out too this year and maybe have some fun in in that at home. Yeah, you're too good, Austin. I know we can't wait to see you on this side of the border, and we will continue to watch you. On the other side of the border, uh, good luck in all you do. You know Race Time Radio is going to be following <laughs> it all the way through, and we're going to get you back on this Race Time Radio uh, often throughout the course of this summer, leading up to that IWK 250, and hopefully, hope, hopefully we've got a couple W's to talk about in there, at least top threes. 
I hope so. And, and I think with our team this year and just everybody that supports me, I mean, King Freight Lines, Nova Truck Centers, and McKay, like, those guys hopped on board again this year to support us. And I think just with the team we have and the team we built so far and all the experience we're going to get, I think we're going to be a strong and competitive team this year. And I just want to thank you, and I appreciate being on the show. I just want to get absolutely, my, uh, Austin. Uh, absolutely. Got to thank you so much. And uh, thanks for the time tonight on Race Time. We're going to cut Austin loose because I know our next guest is up. And we are going to bring him on as soon as we get to the other side of this break. And we will be back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my own, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Hey, everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, 
the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM Channel 20. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on the Buried Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a, a tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. We're just getting started. That's right. Joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet. But hang tight, it's coming. Now, back to more Race Time Radio and Joe Chisholm. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks, and so glad you could tune in tonight. Welcome to all our Rev TV viewers. One of you Rev TV viewers is really going to get... A charge out of our next guest because you're the one that uh, pretty well requested it. And we searched him out. We got him. Let's welcome into the program driver of the 54, I do believe. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. Logan Power all the way from New Brunswick. What's going on tonight there, Logan? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I appreciate you having me on the show. That's yep. pretty awesome there. And my number is 58, too. I... See that? 58. <laughs> uh, uh, call oh, me good. old. Call me old, buddy. Call me old. How's the car coming? You getting it all ready to go for another season? Yeah. No, we uh, we did the big teardown on her there. Every year we go through it, ball joints and maintenance, pretty much everything. But uh, we found a couple good things this year. Hopefully, improved the car. We had an all right there, all right year last year, which is uh, we won a couple big races. Our worst finish out of twelve races was, I'd say, fourth. So we had a pretty all right year, and we got a lot of momentum going in. So car's coming along good. Hey, that's the way to have it. And you are one that I know a lot of fans keep their eye on whenever they say the name Logan Power in the race. Uh, I know there's fans that key up to it. Not very often do we get special requests, but I did literally get a special request and said, hey, I want to hear from Logan Power and what his plan is for 2023. Now that the, you know, the street stock end of it with NASCAR has been announced, there's some touring involved. There's uh, races at a bunch of different racetracks. So I thought no better way to get the answer than to get you on this show. Logan, what's the plan for 2023? Um, I'm actually going to do a lot of traveling this year. I'm going to probably got about 18 races scheduled. 
I'm going to do all the Andy Guinness races. I'm going to go all, I'm going to go to Cape Breton again. Uh, I think I'm going to run full time Mayor Machi. Uh, three or four races down at Speedway 660, I got uh, full time Petty Raceway. I don't know for sure yet, but I might get my feet wet in a legend car this year too, there for once or twice, which would be a pretty cool experience there. So it's going to be a pretty busy season for sure. You are a young guy. Yeah, by looks of you, you're. How old are you, and how did you get your start in this sport? I'm I'm actually 25 years old, and I've been around racing all my life. I'm actually fourth generation in my family with the number 58. So I was bled right into it. I was at the racetrack. It was probably three days after I was at the hospital. We were there, and it's been an addicting habit ever since. And I got my. I've been doing it with my father for. Well, yeah, all my life, and to learn from him, and now go a little bit separate on my own. There, I, I started to gather up my own crew, and Dad wants to do some fishing and stuff, but he helps me out as much as he can, which I respected. He's been doing it for thirty-five years, so he's got to try something different in life. I'm thinking. Oh yeah, 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 but, and there, there's a common thread. Just listening to Austin McDonald just ahead of you, uh, you know Austin. He's from the East Coast as well, and. I'd say he and his dad and his grandfather, and uh, there's a common thread there. And there's yeah. no doubt, Logan, you could have been conceived in the back seat of one of those race cars. That's <laughs> right. I'm almost positive it must have happened because <laughs> I, all I do is sleep and breathe race cars, so ha something like that had to happen. Yeah, incredible. Uh, I want to say, Logan, we had you on Race Time Radio after a modified win. I don't know why I want to say a modified win, but was that true? Was uh, Is my memory uh, coming back to me now? Yes, I actually uh, got my feet wet and modified in 2020. Daryl Butler gave me the option one day. I wasn't racing. He's like, would like to try my car out? I, I was like, absolutely, I'd drive anything if it had four wheels. And we were able to win that, and then we went to 660 the weekend after, and we were able to double down in my debut, and I modified two for two, so it was pretty all right there. It was good, uh, good experience, and really enjoyed myself. Well, and that all pays dividends from behind the wheel. What's your biggest accomplishment on the speedway in a race car? What's your biggest accomplishment, man? I would say it would have to be the Mike Stevens Memorial. I've won that race twice now, and I really looked up to Mike Stevens as a driver and as a person. And so out of all my accomplishments in my short career, I think that would be my biggest, biggest one is the Mike Stevens Memorial. Well, you can't see the back of my laptop right now, but I got a big number four on the back of it. I knew Mike Stevens quite well myself. And uh, you mentioned it as you were talking there that uh, you plan on participating at Riverside International Speedway in your street stock this year. And I got to tell you, that's probably where I met Mike Stevens in Victory Lane at Riverside. He was always so, so good in that pro stock tour when you hit Riverside. And he was at a number of racetracks. Petty comes to mind as well. But uh, man, oh, man, old Mike Stevens could get the job done, couldn't he? Yeah, no, he, uh, we used to do a lot of chumming around with him. He, Mikey, we did a lot of camping with him and stuff. He's, uh, he was definitely the hoot of the party. He, he told you how it was and he laid everything down on the racetrack when he was there. He wasn't there to, to dilly dally. He loved talking to people, but he was there for one thing and 
he was there to want to win and I really respected him for that. And I looked up to that and I, uh, those races mean really a lot to me every week, every Mike Stevens weekend. That's, I would, I'd rather win that race three more times and never win another race again. (laughs) Ah, really? And that's cool. That's your Daytona 500 to this part of your career, 25 years old. Trust me, that bar is going to move because you aren't going anywhere uh, anytime soon. You're going to be moving up through the ranks. You can feel it. Do you aspire one day to be in one of those pro stock cars, a super late model, as we call them around Ontario, or a pro late model? Do you aspire to do that to get to that level? I would. I would like to get there someday. I've I've raced everything but a pro stock, pretty much, and a legend course, but. Uh, I would really like to eventually get there, but I'd like to get my feet wet with a sportsman car that we got on the mix right now. And uh, I'd like to get my feet wet there and then hopefully move on in the future. But it is it is a possibility that I'd like for sure to get my feet wet in it, for sure. So race number one for you this year, where is it going to be? Are you going to get any test time in before you go green? Or uh, what's race number one looking like out of those 18? Uh, our first race is going to be the season opener at 660. It's May 15th, I believe. I don't know for sure, but that's the earliest race. And, yeah, we're going to get some test time. We're going to get a couple weeks at Petty before we go down to 660, break car and new motor, new transmission, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy season, and we just take it one race at a time and one lap at a time, and hopefully we're there at the end. Well, that's music to Brett Roy's ears. You can bet he just perked up going, okay, we got another one coming. That's uh, dynamite stuff. I see the trophies in behind you there. Are those sitting on the floor or are they tall, man? They're they're huge trophies. Yeah, no, those are – they're one of them's eight and a half feet tall, and the next one's eight feet tall, and this one is four and a half feet tall. Those are – the two big ones are my back-to-back. She showdown wins, and I finished second in the third year. So those are pretty, pretty, pretty tall trophies. Oh yeah, big, big accomplishment. You're going to have to build a trophy room, kiddo. Uh, Tell your dad to go ahead and get the fishing pole out, but you need that wall over there for trophies because you plan on loading them in this year. Yeah, no, I hope so. There, we, uh, I got a good crew of guys backing me up. I got a lot of good buddies there that help put a lot of time in with me. So they, they deserve the win much as I do. So we all work our butts off and we got a lot of sponsors that I, I support and can't, couldn't thank them all enough for letting me do what I want to do. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot now because I want you to name some of them because they mean no. so much to you, bud. Go ahead, name them out. Yeah, I can't thank Review Muffler, Bruce. He's been with me for 15 years now. Uh, Adam at A1 Truck Stop. He's awesome to deal with. Uh, Brent Martin, Eagles Pool Services, uh, Quentin Power Estates. Um, I can't thank Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen's been a big jump for us this year. And um, DYI Gutters, they're awesome. Uh, Freddie Bannister, he's my main sponsor guy. He does a lot for me, and you can't thank him enough. Um, all of my crew, really, like Coven and Carter and Mason, the whole Stahl family, my dad, my family. Like, I got a lot of supporters behind me, and it's uh, 
I got some shoes to fill, but I'm I'm game to do it. You're darn right you are. And there's nothing like stopping at Dairy Queen for an ice cream cone on the way home after you've won the race, right? Yeah, hopefully we're stopping for a Dairy Queen, not another DQ blizzard or something. <laughs> so funny. I, I hear your story, and, and I think of... Uh, there, there's a late model racer, really, really good late model racer at the Delaware Speedway. Uh, he drives the number 69. Lloyd Rawlings is his name. Uh, okay. Lloyd has always got a perfect, I mean a pristine race car. And he goes out there and he runs. And, you know, he's always around that top five, top ten. He bounces around in there, never getting the really win, though. Like maybe picking up a heat win. But when it comes time for features, you got... You know, like uh, Ray Morneau, and you got all the big guys up front running. And the 69 cars back there, we bet, had Lloyd Rawlings on the show one time. And I said, Lloyd, you're running in that top five, top ten all the time. How come you're not going up there winning? And he says, no, nope, can't do that. I said, why? Why? You want to get up there and win? He goes, no, nah, I ain't got the money those guys have got. He said, I am having a good time. He said, what we do, Joe, on the way home as a family... We stop and we get fries on the way home, and that's what we look forward to. We look forward to a night of racing at Delaware Speedway on a Friday night and then loading up the car in one piece and taking it home and stopping for fries on the way home. That's what those guys like to do. I know your story's a little bit different. On a you stop at Dairy Queen, eh, you got that, I don't know, an eight-foot trophy. You'd have to have the window down to have it sticking out. <laughs> yeah, that was a trick to get that home for sure. That was a, it was a trick. <laughs> Final question for you tonight. Let's talk Riverside International Speedway because I'll tell you, it's all the talk on the East Coast of Canada. We love watching the Pro Stock Tour and we love watching everything that goes through Riverside. There's no doubt they have not had street stocks on that track since, uh, well, John Chisholm bought the place a long, long time ago. Uh it's going to be something to see you guys back out there. You guys have to be coming off the chip for that race. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's actually a really big bucket list. I've never turned a lap around Riverside. I've helped a lot of cars at Riverside, but myself, I've never. And it's going to be a big, a big play your cards right. Be patient. Don't burn your stuff up. Like, nobody really knows what they're getting themselves into yet, except for the guys that race sportsmen that are racing street stocks with us. Like, they know what they're getting themselves into. But, like, I think if you just take your time and play your cards right and be cool and don't get worked up, I think I think it's going to turn out good for a lot of guys, honestly. Yeah, take what the car will give you. That's what you got to do each and every time you strap in, right? You put the helmet on, you take what the car will give you. If it's first, go get it. If it's yeah. fifth, take it. Exactly. No, we uh, we go there. We had a lot of good luck there this year, so we're hoping it's going to move forward to uh, 2023. And I'm um, willing to uh, go at anything that comes in my way, so we're ready. Logan, I will not forget number 58. How's that? That's that's awesome. I will not forget 58, and I look forward to hopefully getting to a race on the east coast of Canada with you in it. Uh, I, and I'll come directly to you, my friend. Uh, this has been great here tonight. I know you satisfied a lot more than one viewer. Uh, there's a lot of people on the east coast of Canada and across Canada that are going to enjoy hearing your story. And uh, they can definitely appreciate you, man. And uh, so do we here at Race Time. Thanks so much for the time tonight, bud. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I can't thank you enough. That is Logan. Watch Logan Power. Watch for him. I'm telling you, he is going to be one of those guys to watch on the racetrack in his street stock. He's going to multiple tracks. You're going to see him at 660 in Riverside and Petty International. I wouldn't doubt you see him on the island at some point. Uh, he's going to be at all those different racetracks, and uh, he is uh, definitely going to be a threat to win each and every time he's in that race car. Kind of cool to see the trophies that he's got up behind him, right? Uh, he's got a lot of guys helping him. And the common thread, the dad. The dad got him in. Uh, and, you know, to hear Austin, he and his grandfather and his dad, and uh, it, there's a common thread in this game. And uh, maybe you're new. Maybe you want to get involved in stock car racing at your local racetrack. I'll tell you, it is so easy to do. Um, it, I say it's easy to do, and it's hard to do. And well, here's how I qualify that. If you haven't got a race car and you want to get one, and you're not a welder kind of guy, I couldn't weld bubblegum. I wouldn't know how to do it. Uh, so I'd be sunk right off the bat. But what you do is go to your local racetrack, pick up a copy of the rules, and ask questions. Get in the pits, talk to the guys that are there, and find somebody that can put a roll cage in the car you want to, uh, you want to race. And I'll tell you, you're going to find all like-minded guys and guys that have been in your very shoes at one point or another. And I don't care if you go to a guy like Logan Power and ask him questions. He's going to give you answers. I don't care if you go to Austin McDonald, big super late model guy. He will answer questions and help you. Uh, Donald Chisholm, uh, the list goes on and on. Any of them. Talk to them. You'll get the answers that you need when you're going to look for getting into a race car. And I know you're not going to start in a division they're starting in. Uh, you'd be nuts to do that. You'd want to start out at an entry level and work your way up. The Legend Series is awesome. The Inex Legend Series, they're all over Canada and the U.S. Uh, they're great to start in. Uh, just so many good classes that you can get involved in, and uh, you'll want to do that. I'm getting real close to the top of the hour. Got to throw the keys back to Sirius XM. A quick news update takes 90 seconds. And then we will be back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. We'll be back with you on Rev TV. And if you're tuned in on Race Time Radio TV on YouTube, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, will you? We are either really close to 100 or just over it now, and we need your support. Uh, we haven't been on YouTube very long, as you can tell, but uh, we got lots of national listeners. Uh, I will be quiet now. Scotty, back to you in Toronto. Get us up to date. And then Jerry Paxton, he is going to join me. We're in for a lot of fun. Stay with us live tonight on Race Time. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro.
When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. No, you're not with the two Joes. You're with the one Joe. The other Joe has got his butt in his car driving back from the city of Toronto and Motorama. What a great, great weekend they had down there at the International Center. If you didn't get to Motorama this year, trust me, you want to put it on your calendar for 2024. Because uh, that'll be your next chance to go to Motorama and see everybody all under one roof. I had a blast. I learned a bunch. Uh, learned not to plug my microphone into my video camera and expect it to work. It didn't, but uh, it, it happens, right? You got to learn. And I know every guest that I had on there from Motorama, we're going to have them all live on Race Time Radio in due time. I can guarantee it. And uh, my apologies to you guys, but uh, I digress. What do you say we talk some more racing? And I love talking racing with this next guy. We could talk two hours, I can guarantee it. He is compadre to Race Time Radio. You'll hear him in turn number two. You'll hear him from Pit Lane. You'll hear him from Victory Lane. You'll hear him from all over the place. His name, Jerry Paxton. He is our man. What's going on tonight, Jerry, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right, Joe. I'm uh Enjoying a beautiful Sunday evening. It's not snowing. Buddy, you never change. You look the same age, the same look the whole time you have for a number of years. You're looking fantastic, man. Clean living and, and following a lot of racing. I think that's what it is. I think it's uh, Sylvia's food. I think that's what's getting you, buddy boy. Well, she was uh, making apple fritters today, Joe. Oh. I think I'm I think I've put on about four pounds today, so i got some work to do now. An inch closer would have been straight through the heart, Jerry, just straight through the heart. But, uh, man, you've even got a good 10. You were, the last time you and I communicated, uh, you were in Australia and Tasmania, of all places. Here I am on a Sunday night live on the show. It was Monday afternoon, and you were barren. You got it. <laughs> it was uh, it was a great trip. We have friends in uh, Ulverston, Tasmania, and they've been our friends for over 40 years. We had never gone to their place. They'd been here half a dozen times. So I told Sylvia for our 40th wedding anniversary, time to make the trip, and we did. We had a phenomenal time with them. That trip itself was a trial, but we survived. Oh, man, long, long flight. I think it's bad oh. when you and I take off and we go to Penticton and uh, Jerry and I leave Hamilton, Ontario. Love flying out of Hamilton. It's like leaving from your garage, right? And the oh, people yeah. are all so nice. And Jerry and I get on the WestJet flight and we go from Hamilton out to Calgary. And then we deplane. And anybody that knows me knows they call me Smoking Joe for a reason. <laughs> and as soon as the wheels touch down, I'm banging on the door saying, okay, let me out. I got to go outside and get breath fresh air. 
Uh, we dash out there. Jerry says, hey, Joe, how long are we in Calgary? I said, uh, just a mere six hours, Jerry. We're just going to hang around here for a little bit. And then we get off to Picton, uh, Penticton. Uh, it's a little bit of a way to takes Jerry and I like a good, I'm going to say 12 hours from the time we leave home until the time we get our toes down in Penticton. It's a good 12 hours. But Jerry, that was like a short jaunt compared for uh, you and Sylvia heading off to uh, all the way to Tasmania. That would have been like a whirlwind. Well, put it this way. The travel agent was kind enough to tell me that the flight to Launceston, Tasmania, if I flew one more hour, I would have been on my way home. <laughs> so I'm literally halfway around the world. But I have to admit, it was a lot of fun listening to Race Time Radio at 11 o'clock in the morning when it was 7 o'clock back here. Right. And I'm sitting having... Well, I started with coffee, but <laughs> we all know me better than that. So, uh, but we had a great time and, and Graham was sitting there and he's like, you got to be kidding me. And of course, <laughs> that was the day you managed to pull the uh, bobblehead down and put it on the desk. And that just absolutely blew his mind. So uh, we have a full set of race time radio characters in bobblehead form on its way right now to Tasmania. Isn't that cool? Well, I hope Graham enjoys them. And one day, maybe. Now, I know they got short tracks over there. Jerry, you oh, yeah. told me about that. You were watching in the local newspaper uh, that there was talk about short uh, uh, local short tracks. I'm really surprised that they didn't get you cornered and out there to call a race. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me in the least, uh, but you didn't make it out to the short track. But you did read no. about them. I, I read about them. They, uh, they were doing a big um, late model show. Uh, at the track, and I'm, I apologize, I can't even remember the name of the track at the moment, but it was about 30 miles away from me. So it'd be like me going to Flamborough Speedway from home. It would have been no problem at all. But uh, every Friday, there's a whole write-up in the paper about what's coming up for racing action on Saturday night. So I would scour the papers Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no results. It was, That was <laughs> the most disappointing thing. I'm like, I, I actually sent a note to the uh, uh, newspaper saying, Hey, I love your lead-ups. Where are the results? I need to know what happened. You need to send somebody to follow up. So uh, I didn't get a response while I was there, and I doubt that the one came through. No, no. It, you know what? They're doing it right. They're telling you about the race and come on out to the race and don't don't, don't miss the race. And uh, when it comes time for results, meh, you didn't pay your money. You don't get the results. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. And and I have to be honest. We were having so much fun. I, I think if I'd have suggested going to the racetrack, I might have been flying home alone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sylvie has enough of me and you all summer long, I can guarantee it. We're in for another busy one. So uh, as long as Sylvie uh, and Sue don't go start, her, start looking for replacements. Up, She's already got her plaque up in the kitchen. We interrupt this marriage to bring you the racing season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, too, too incredible. Hey, we're, we're lucky we're married to the right two. That's right. Yeah, well, couldn't, couldn't have got better partners, that's for sure. No way. As long as you get no. the pool open and oh, yeah. uh, I can get Sue a big spin, she'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Sylvia really enjoys when we go away racing for the weekend. It's a break. Yeah. I'm not here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, Jerry, over the course of the winter now, uh, you did a little damage to your knees. Now you're starting to feel yeah. like old Joe here. You popped a <laughs> knee. Uh, how's it coming along? We'll be good. We'll be good. It's uh, um, The doctor tells me I'm probably about four or five weeks away from being back to it. And I looked at the calendar and I went, perfect. By Penticton, 
I'm in excellent shape again. Yeah. But uh, my snow shoveling for this year is now done, apparently. Uh, that big, heavy, wet snow I pushed on, and uh, that was a bad thing for me to do. So I was pretty lame for a few days, but uh, we're, we're getting around again. I just have to take a rest now and then. I'm, and you know me, Joe. I'm not real good at taking a rest. No. No, you are not. No, you like to be active. Uh, I, I'm with you on that one. But, uh, hey, Jerry, we're not getting younger. We're getting more experienced, the way I look at it. And we're going to gain a bunch more experience. The Western Rattler 300. You weren't lucky enough to join us last year. You were, uh, I don't know, sucking on a pina colada under some <laughs> palm tree in Florida last year. Well, Brad Mann and I uh, manned uh, the racetrack out of Penticton. But I know you went back and watched the Western Rattler 300. I it was did. a hell of a race. Great race. And I love Penticton Speedway. It, that is a very quick racetrack. Uh, great to watch. And, I mean, great for all different types of cars. That was the one thing that I noticed right away when we were out there back in August last year. Uh, that that racetrack is so fast. And now that they've taken the little bumps out of turn number one, I think it's going to be a lot quicker again. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't. And that's what Trevor uh, was talking about. He needed to get that done. There was a lot of race teams. And Jerry, you and I have heard it from teams forever. No, no, don't touch the track. That's the character I depend on. That's maybe my advantage. So by Trevor going out there and fixing that, he may have taken the advantage away from some guys, some guys but may have handed the advantage to somebody else. I think one of the guys we're going to find out about real quick is Riley. Riley Siebert, because uh, let's face it, as he calls it, that's his uh, that's his backyard, and you just changed his backyard. So now, uh, let's see if that changes the character, because obviously Riley knew that bump, I think, better than anybody else. And uh, uh, yeah, watching him in the Rattler three hundred, watching him in an RS one car, he got it figured out real well. Oh yeah, talk about figured out. Uh, Riley Siebert is the man to unseed out there. Uh, and I know there's a number of competitors, like a huge number of competitors, that are going to be out there this year trying to unseat them uh, May the 5th and 6th. Uh, it's going to be your birthday while we're out there, Jerry. It is. I guess, we're, guess what I'm going to get you. Numbers, Joe. Guess, what I'm, number alone. guess what I'm going to get you for your birthday, buddy? <laughs> I'm afraid to ask. How about a great race? Okay, great race and uh, maybe a Bud Light when it's all done. Okay, deal. <laughs> good deal yeah oh it's like gonna that. be it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll be singing happy birthday to you i can imagine yeah well i'm looking forward to it that listening to trevor talk about what he's put together as this uh rattler 300 weekend he's got one heck of a show and uh, as i said uh, off air with you when we were talking earlier i said man that's got to be the ticket of the year that is some phenomenal racing for a friday saturday show yeah, and it's going to be at the right value, too. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Penticton Speedway. If you want to get your tickets, it may be a good idea, because I guarantee you, race fans, this place is going to be full. Uh, it'll be full beyond full. Uh, if you want a seat, uh, they're going to sell you the whole thing. You're only going to need the edge for 300 laps and more on Friday night. Uh, we're going to talk about the West Car end of it, which is going to be the Friday Night 125 Snake Bite, in just a bit here in hour number two. I've got Keenan uh, Merritt. Nope. Merritt. Merritt. I'll get it right. Merritt. Uh, i got Keenan coming up, and he is with uh, West Car. And we're, we're going to talk to him about the excitement of the West Car guys now that uh, the announcement has been made 
uh, the momentum starts to build. But, Jerry, uh, yesterday I was at Motorama. I had a blast down there and uh, got caught up with a guy that, uh, well, man, you and I and he go back a long, long way. Uh, got got up and uh, actually got an interview with John Caselli, owner of Flamborough Speedway. And I'm so disappointed that none of the audio worked because uh, uh, it was it was awesome talking to John. It always is. I always have a lot of fun with John. That guy's heart is in the right spot. When it comes time for racing, I don't think there is a promoter that his heart is in the same place as John Caselli. How about you? I agree 100%. John, uh, I worked with John, for John, for, as you've said earlier, decades. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed every single moment of it. John is the uh, the ultimate honest promoter. He looks after the racers. He makes sure the fans are taken care of. It is a great show that he puts on and the drivers that race for him. I don't think you'll find a racer that has anything bad to say about John Caselli. Uh, and, you know, the man's been around this business a long time long time and it, if you know john well it's it's always the home oh, of these guys yeah, yeah and you know what he can't finish the sentence because his heart's too big i know what he wants to say is these guys i love them but they are like kids they just give me gray hair actually i think they took john's hair away yeah yeah you kind of kind of got the strip up top right and he always has now that you say that uh but yesterday when i was speaking with john uh, we started talking about, uh, you know, the series, the season schedule. I got the Flamborough Speedway schedule. Uh, you can get it online. I got my hard copy right at Motorama. Um, but it, we started talking about the schedule and John highlighted, uh, you know, the gold rush is coming up. He's got the big 50,000 to win again. I do believe he's got. Uh, the Grisdale Triple Crown is going to happen again, and uh, he's got major street stock races and super stock races and quick wake fire stock and APC coming through. And then John talked about the memorial race for the number 46 of Bill Zardo and typical John Caselli, and you know him as well as I do. John is a very, very emotional guy and, sen- uh, and uh, sentimental and uh I could feel him welling up talking about Bill Zardo because he and Bill Zardo go back right to the beginning. And, uh, you know, Jerry, the older we get, the more we start losing friends that we have been a part of forever. And that's definitely one for John Caselli. He's going to have a memorial race, but it's going to be a lot more than a memorial race in John Caselli's eyes and a lot of fans. I think so. You can't talk about Flamborough Speedway without talking about the Zardos and the Shepherds. I mean, Hanley and Biederman, absolutely. But the next on the list has got to be Zardo and Shepherds. They built that place with their racing families. And, uh, you know, I got to know all of them over the years. And, and Bill Zardo, just the greatest guy. He would, there isn't anybody on the face of the planet that man wouldn't stop to help. And, uh, his, his family, much, much the same. Uh, he was never so proud as he was of his grandsons. And he has taught them so many things and, Yet I also know that what he's forgotten is probably more than what those boys have learned. But, you know, to, to talk with Lane, the, who, who has the greatest respect for his grandfather, and he was with him when Bill passed. And that was really hard on Lane. I could mm. see it in his face. Yeah. Uh, but, 
but John was a great friend of them and John misses them. I know he does. John, John has a, a great heart for the guys who help build his facility and keep it going every week. And I mean, uh, if you want to find out somebody, talk to Gary Elliott. He'll tell you, you know, there's another one that John holds near and dear to his heart. And, and, uh, that's just John. He, he loves the sport. He loves the guys who love the sport and, and he just wants you to come to the racetrack and race and have fun. And with the Zardo family and the Shepherd family, that was what it was all about. This memorial, I think, is going to be very special. And, and I'm really happy to say that John has agreed to allow me to come back and be a part. Now, for me, that's a big heartfelt because certainly Pete and Sharon, uh, Bill, uh, Billy Jr., Lane, P.D. Shepherd, all of those guys, I've watched all of them race at Flamborough Speedway. And, hey, don't ever let anybody tell you that Sharon couldn't drive a race car. Oh, man, Sharon was wild in a race car. She really was. Uh, she had it dialed in just as much as Bill Sr. or Billy uh, the second uh, to, yeah. to any of them. Uh, yeah, uh, obviously, yeah. Shane, uh, yeah. Shane, Sharon was awesome behind the wheel. And, you know, we were there one night, and, and it flashes into my mind now, but uh, Sue and I were there. It was in the early days of Race Time Radio, and uh, we're walking through the pits. And that particular night, uh, Bill Zardo was in the pits. Uh, I believe he was running his late model. Uh, Lane was in the pits. He was going to run a street stock, I do believe. Uh, Billy uh, the third was in a car. And Sue goes, look at this. We got four generations of Zardos. I want to get those four lined up, and I want a photo. And that was always Sue's mantra, right? She had the camera. She captured so much stuff. And we walked over to the pit. Now, of course, they all know Sue. And Susie goes, come on, boys, all line up. I want a photo with you four guys. We got four generations. And Sue got that photo. She still has it today. And uh, I know we shared it with the Zardos. And it was always a special moment for us. Uh, and uh, I can't tell you how many races I was at Flamborough Speedway, in sitting in the grandstand of my dad, listening to one Jerry Paxton on the microphone and watching Bill Zarda live in front of me, along with Junior Hanley and Don Biederman and uh, Rich Grady and uh, all, all the names, all the names from the past. And Jerry, so cool. And that will be a very, very memorable night. I said to John, if there's any way, John... That And I'm telling you, I will do it for nothing. I want to be there. I want to be there for that race, and I want Race Time Radio to do it live in Bill's name. Uh, that would be a phenomenal night because uh, it, it is going to be very, very special. I, I know that uh, the Zardo family has raced at Flamborough Speedway. They've raced at Sunset Speedway. But I think, and yeah, maybe I'm a little partial, but I'm going to say Flamborough was home. That was the one that they were at most regularly, most often. And uh, the boys cut their racing teeth there. The grandsons all cut their racing teeth there. I know. Uh, and Bill loved that racetrack. Oh, yeah. He, 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 he knew that racetrack. I think he could have driven it with his eyes closed and probably finished top three. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And the odd part is, Jerry Pox, I told John this yesterday. I said, John, you won't remember it. You won't remember me as a, I don't know, 16-year-old kid. You wouldn't remember me as an 8-year-old kid. Coming in the back gate with Brian Morris, well, not that back gate, but Brian Morrison would go in the back gate, and uh, his brother Paul would walk me over to the grandstand, and Paul and I would sit in the grandstand and watch Brian race, 
And uh, uh, you wouldn't remember that, John Caselli, but long before Sobel Speedway, uh, Flamborough Speedway was my home, too. Uh, and it yeah. was. And that's how I knew all the guys. And John and I talked about the Crawlinator Triple 50s and the Coca-Cola Twin 75s. They were such mega events back in the day, Jerry. Um, I-, I never left the cottage early, ever, ever, ever. And I said to Sue one Saturday, uh, I said, okay, Sue, we're going to pack up and we're going to head home. And she goes, did you hit your head? Like, what are we going home <laughs> from the cottage early for? We've never gone home from the cottage. What's the matter? You're not feeling good? I said, no, it wasn't that. Um, she said, well, what? I said, there's a race at Flamborough Speedway. I don't want to miss. It's the Crawlinator Triple Seventy Fives. And she goes, you've got to be kidding me. You're not going to go all the way home. So that you can turn around, drive to Flamborough Speedway and watch a race. I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I am. She said, well, I'm not. I said, that's okay. I'll drop you off at home. I got to go to that race, Sue. I've seen all of the qualifying. I've seen everything for it. I got to be at that race. And I'll tell you what, what a race. McCurley Milne, uh, oh, yeah. they, they used to sponsor that, that show. And honest to God, Jerry, those days are back. The APC series is lighting it here. You look on the East Coast of Canada, and we got the Pro Stock Tour, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. We've got new series launching out there as well, uh, the Super Late Model Series. Now we're out in the West Coast. we got things fired off out there with the Western Rattler. you got Westcar. you got RS1. And, oh, by the way, how about in Saskatoon? Uh, they've got the Super Late Model Series that happens in Saskatoon, too. So, we got it happening all the way across the country. And the, story, the story will be the same. It's the place that will change. You're absolutely right. And uh, there's great racing everywhere in Canada. People just don't know about it. And, and, you know, you can flip on your TV on any weekend and watch NASCAR from the United States. And, you know, some of those races are great. Some of them, well, you know, you can miss <laughs> the middle 300 laps. But short track racing. You can't beat it. Local racetracks, you want a great race show? Go to your local racetrack for a night. You'll find, you'll probably get addicted. You'll be back. I mean, you just talked about it. You and I were the same. How many weekends did I leave a beautiful, sunny patio and family and friends? Oh, I got to go to the track. Yeah. What what do you mean you got to go to the track? Got to go to the track. (laughs) Got to go. Got to go racing. Yeah. Got to go. Got to get my fix. Never regretted it. Never, ever regretted it. No. A couple times they had to peel you away, but, uh, you know, by the time you got to the speedway, you went, oh, yeah, I I know why I'm here. Well, it was funny when when you were interviewing Austin McDonald and uh, Logan Power, and I'm thinking about fathers and sons. And and I look at you and I, and here we are doing the same thing, fathers and sons. My son, Josh, came to me, and he was so fired up about racing, and he was thinking he was going to go and drive a car. I said, well, here you go. Tell you what you can do. We'll find you somebody that'll work with you to drive because I don't know enough. Or you can come work with me behind the microphone. But it didn't take him long to figure it out. He's been working with me and, and does a phenomenal job. I couldn't be more proud of him for doing it. On the other side of my family is my brother, Ken, and my nephew, Warren. Right. Who, uh, racing at Sunset Speedway. Warren's now retired. He, his car is gone. He's, he's found other things to do. But uh, my niece, Leslie... Married to Andy Camrath. Gee, seen them yesterday. To know. <laughs> yep, seen them so, yesterday. You know, Andy's all fired up. Yeah, Andy's all fired up. He's going to go modified racing again. He needs to go get that championship. Yeah. Well, I think he's more fired up about putting Ryland in a junior late model than <laughs> anything else. If you want the truth, I think he's having way more fun getting it started there. Yeah, I, I, I would. I'm not sure. There might be just a little bit of a rivalry between him and Craig. Yeah, maybe. 
Just a bit. Well, if not, there's <laughs> going to be. It's uh, stay tuned to be the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's lots of racing connection, and I can't wait to get to the tracks this summer because it's just going to be a blast. And, and uh, with Race Time Radio, going coast to coast is phenomenal. I love it. On the off weekends, well, you never know where I might end up. Uh, I've got uh, a family I can go and watch race. I've got friends I can go and watch race. And, and sometimes it's just I just need the sound and the smell. Yes, and you're going to have to make it up to Joe and Sue's, too, and bring Sylvia and get up here for a weekend. we got to have some fun. COVID's over, man. We'll do that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Jerry, look forward to working with you once again for the Western Rattler 300. Get that knee healed up. I'll work on these, two, And uh, I just My- know you and I are going to be uh, ready and A-OK and ready to go. Well- I'm all set to go. My backpack's already set, Joe. I got all my equipment packed up, ready to come along. All I got to do is throw a T-shirt and a change of underwear, and I'm ready to fly. Yep, yep. And we're not going to do what we did last year. And you're supposed to say, no, you're supposed <laughs> to say, what's that? What's that? We're not going to change underwear like we did last year, where I changed with you and you changed with me. No, sir. No way. <laughs> Incredible. Jerry, too much fun, buddy. Uh, can't you wait. To, can't wait to get together with you. You're a... Uh, you're a true professional, and I learn something every time you and I get on these microphones. Joe, I look forward to it. I can't wait to get the season started. May 5th can't come soon enough. That is Jerry Paxton, and uh, you can count on to be on Race Time Radio a ton over the course of 2023. Uh, it's all going to be good. Uh, IWK250, I haven't formally announced it yet, but he knows, and I know, and... Now you do. We're going to be there at the IWK 250. And uh, we've got a lot of races coming up, including some more announcements as we get a little bit closer. Uh, But I am going to step out. Take a a quick break. I almost said a final break, but it's not. A quick break. And when we come back, we're going to go all the way to Canada's West Coast. And we're going to talk uh, some more about that Western Rattler 300 with Wesker. Up coming up next, stay with us. All live tonight on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Did you know you could get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a, a tap, tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM app. Free for most subscribers. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Coast Snake Bite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. 
with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flag-to-flag coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my house, not coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Penticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. And two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport, and Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game, brings that passion to you. And you believe it! In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds, Anfield has erupted, bitter rivalries, and so much more. There's nothing like a Derby Day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game. From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, gal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. Nah, you get ripped off tonight. You're only get one Joe. The other Joe still on his way home from Motorama, but that's okay. He'll be back in the air chair next Sunday night, uh, I can guarantee it. But welcome back on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Of course, on Rev TV Canada, right across this big, beautiful nation, and on our YouTube channel, uh, Race Time Radio TV. Don't forget to hit that subscribe. We surely, genuinely appreciate it. But let's get back to the Zoom line, and let's welcome in Keenan. Uh, Keenan, I have messed your last name up a couple of times, so I'm going to go like this, and I'm going to say... It's Maird. Magnet. Magnet. There you go. Well, you know what? I've even got it spelt wrong. I don't know how. You know what? I got the I spelling that, from it, Trevor. So Sheldon, who was, uh, I think, originally going to be on this, his last name is Merritt, So There you got, go. That's And you, go. you know what? I uh, it, My mistake. My mistake. But how are you tonight, Keenan? You're doing good? Doing good. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Man, this is some good news here in that we're going to have Westcar in Friday night. Of the Western Rattler 300 weekend. That's going to fit the puzzle better than uh, it did last year, right? Yeah, we're pretty excited about it. Uh, you know, we a couple of our board of directors there a while back thought about it. Uh, how could we be a part of this? You know, we have uh, our late models. Some of them just can't, uh, you know, make weights and, and don't feel they can compete in the Rattler. But we wanted to be a part of that show, obviously. 
being, you know, the biggest show on, out here. And uh, we came up with this idea, you know, lots of the super late shows in the States and stuff, they have a, a late model show opening for them the night before. And we thought, you know, maybe that would work. And uh, going back and forth with Trevor and the guys there, and we made it work. So, yeah, yeah we're very excited. Good on you guys. And good on Trevor, too. I got to say that. And yep. the guys at Penticton Speedway for listening and, uh, you know, and, and being able to transform. That's not always easy for a racetrack promoter to do. Um, uh, sometimes you get locked in their ways. I know I was one at one point, and I always tried to listen to the competitor base, and thank God they did. Um, I, I honestly can't even believe this is going to be a very positive move. And that's not to say anything, uh, you, you know, like the, the West Car guys. Uh, with any field of cars, I don't care if you look at Pro Light Model, I don't care if you look at APC here in the province of Ontario or East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, you always have an element of number of cars within those fields that really aren't competitive with the guys that are up in the top three, top five, top ten. Um, it, it all comes back to money. It all comes back to, um, uh, you know, equipment. It comes to talent. It comes to all of that. But one of the main ingredients in all of that is the actual race car that these guys compete in. If they are of age, uh, if their car is, say, five years old, and, and today the line keeps moving, but let's say the car is five to seven, eight years old, um, it's older technology. The cars were built heavier then. Some have a stock front clip on it. And if you have a stock front clip versus a tubular clip, the tubular ones, you'll remember, they started out for uh, two by four. I did a weight uh, thing when, when tube clips came in in Ontario. Uh, it was up to me with All-Star, right? And they said, are you going to allow a tube clip? I said, nope. It'll antiquate all my cars. So, no, I'm not going to allow that. And back then, Jimmy Ward of 69 Auto that picked up Junior Hanley's company back in the day, Jimmy Ward said to me, Joe Chisholm, how come you're being so stubborn on this? I said, Jimmy, I don't want to outlaw all the cars. He said, no, I'm not talking about the 2 by 3 clip that they see in the U.S., I'm going to build a two by four clip and I will show you on a set of scales that the two by four clip is going to weigh five pounds more than the stock Camaro clip is going to weigh. I said, OK, Jimmy, you're on. I drove down to Bolton, Ontario. He set the scales up. He proved it to me. And I said, OK, I'll allow that two by four clip. But anybody with a two by four clip because of the geometry and it must match a Camaro pickup point. Uh, anybody that's running that still has to run 20 pounds of weight where I tell them to. And he goes, okay, that's fair enough. Good enough. Even though it was five pounds heavier and, uh, it, it, because ounces play a big role in racing. What I'm driving at is the older technology cars can't simply get to the same weights as what a new style pro light model can, can get to, right? That's right. And, uh, you know, last year they gave uh, the West car and the BC late model cars uh, provisions to, to be 150 pounds lighter than we normally would be for West car um, for the for the 300. Um, and, you know, uh, our cars, my, like my own car, we got down to those weights and, and it worked pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, we had a good finish in that race. But, yeah, there we definitely have, you know, older perimeter cars, like you said, stock Camaro front clip cars still in our series. And uh, it's just impossible for them to to take advantage of that weight break, right? So Yeah, I see the number 
I see the number 34 over your shoulder. Is that your number? Were you in the 34 last year in that race? Uh, Daryl drives it, but yeah, that's that's my car, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I knew when I seen that 34 over your shoulder, I went, I seen that car last year. It had green number on it, though. Uh, yeah, no, that's what it looked like last year there. Yeah, you bet. Is it? Looks, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a good car. It was top five, wasn't it? Yeah, we finished fifth in the, in the rally, you bet. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. So uh, when we look at the possibility and the potential, not the possibility, but the potential of the Snakebite 125, uh, it's not a stretch to say oh, the top three are going to move on to the 300, and those three guys are going to be pretty happy to move on to the 300, strip some weight out of the car, and be able to make the changes so that their car can be competitive. I imagine your car would be one of those guys booking for the top three in that would snake by 125. Well, that's definitely the plan. Uh, you know, we want to try and get as many of our late model cars as possible to uh, to show up Saturday night and, and put on a good show for Trevor there as well for the 300. And, you know, that's part of the plan, right? Let's let's get more cars and let's, let's uh, make them all work together. Awesome stuff. How many cars are involved today in Westcar? And I must preface that by saying it's not my first rodeo. I have had Westcar competitors on. I think back. Now, there was a gap in our coverage uh, that, that was, um, I'm going to say, a good four or five years. Um, but when I think back, uh, they were under either the ARCA banner and uh, ARCA West banner and, uh, uh, you know, I think in names like Corbin Thomas, that's where I knew Corbin from. I knew uh, the Big name of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, Carlton, uh, Carlson, uh, knowing Brandon, that back of those days. Um, and, and I'll never forget, I'll never forget the one trophy for the guys in the one race. And I don't know whether they were racing at Agassiz or what track they were at. Um, but there was uh, a furniture company that came on board and said, guys, we're not giving you no money, but we're going to give you a lazy boy chair. And I mean yeah, a no. kick-ass lazy boy chair. The winner is going to win that lazy boy chair. And what a gift. Uh, like, we were really taken back on Race Time Radio and thought that was too, too cool. That was cool. Yeah, that was that, that would have been at the Quinnell track, probably at the Bill Bar Barker Days event. And, uh, yeah, um, Ashley Furniture was giving chairs, <laughs> recliners to the winners. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this is, uh, you know, Westcar's 23rd um, year, uh, 22nd season, unfortunately, because of COVID. So we lost a year, a season, but uh, going into the 23rd year now. So, and yeah, Corb, you know, you named a few. Mark Barrio has been a three-time champ of Westcar. He competed last year in Penticton. Uh, Matt Stevenson was obviously in the 300. He's won the Westcar championship before. Logan Jewell, Corbin Thomas, like you said, six-time champion in the Rattler last year, so, um, yep. 14, number one. I remember all of them now. Now it's all yeah, coming back go. to and, me, and, yeah. And like you said, in that uh, in that 23 years uh, period there, we ran under the ARCA banner for, uh, I think, four years, and then ASA for a couple of years as well in there, so. Right, right. Uh, I, I think you said the name Mark Barrio. Man, the number 27 last year. Nobody had harder luck than Mark Barrio did. Come Friday night, uh, he's in the race. It is a qualifier for the 300. I do believe Trev last year qualified the top 12 cars. This year, that line moves, and it's going to qualify 22, I do believe, on the Friday qualifying session. But Mark didn't qualify in the top 12. He had to run what was called the Baker's Dozen. 
He got in that race, and I'll tell you what, Mark Barrio was checking out. He was gone, and he was doing really good. Coming to the final set of quarters, comes into corner three. Car got snappy loose on him. Mark powered up, thought he'd drive it through turns four and come back to the line, not only winning the race, qualifying for the 300, but it came with a great payday as well for that race. Mark Barrio ended up on his lid on the front stretch to all of our amazements. Uh, that was a tough, tough pill for Mark to swallow. Uh, really tough for us to watch even. Yeah, it wasn't uh, how we wanted the race to end. I mean, uh, you know, we, we, un we unfortunately benefited from that and ended up winning that race, not how we wanted to win it. And I don't think we would have if that didn't happen, because like you said, he was checking out and uh, we didn't have we didn't have much for him. But we, you know, we had a strong second place car for sure in that qualifying race on Saturday night or Friday night. Sorry. I remember that now, too. Yeah, the 34 did go to victory lane in that race. Uh, an undertone. And I'm sorry I didn't remember that full hearted right off the top. Uh, all I can remember is that 27 going over, uh, coming through turns three, four. It was a scary rollover, too. It wasn't like a real gentle little fallover. No, he put her over on his lid there pretty quick, got up into the catch fence and twisted the car and away he went. But uh, have you heard from Mark? Is uh, he going to be out for the 2023 edition, do you know? I'm not sure, um, but I definitely hope he is. Yeah, we, we definitely, he's an awesome competitor. And like I said, you know, he's been a, past West Car champ, and we want to compete against them. And, uh, yeah, hopefully he's going to make it out this year. Yeah, uh -huh. it would be awesome if he if he can. How many races make up West Car? Uh, you'd be the right guy to ask. You're uh, with them. How many, car, or how, many, how many races do you guys do, and where do you run those races? Uh, in previous seasons, uh, going back a few years now, we, you know, we used to do eight to nine. Um, it's tough being in the north primarily. Uh, we don't have that long a summer to uh, have a bunch more races than that. Um, and guys want to have their weekends off and long weekends off and trying to not to compete with, you know, bigger races like the Canada 200 and the Western Rattler 300. So uh, the last few years we've been doing uh, six races, which is what's on our schedule for this year. So we're, we're going to be in Penticton twice this year. Uh, the opening end and our, our uh, points finale will be in Penticton. We race in Quenelle. Um, Prince George at Figueres Speedway. We're going back to Williams Lake for the first time since 2019 this year. So I'm excited about that. We haven't, we won't, uh, haven't been back there and we race in Agassiz as well. So, yeah, now uh, it's gotta be, uh, uh, with great disappointment for West car and really all the fans out on the Island to see West shore speedway gone off the face of the, uh, the, the planet. They ran the final 200 there last year. I watched it live on rev TV uh, it was a great race. Uh, you could see the haves and the have-nots, i got to admit. Uh, there was a lot of yellow flags. But in the same respect, it was quite a race. Uh, they, they battled it out at the front. You didn't know who was going to win until the final laps. Um, but it's kind of a shame to see that one go off the schedule now. Uh, Keenan, uh, any talk of maybe the 200 surfacing somewhere else? And would you guys want to be in on it? Um. Well, I mean, we always want it. We've participated in ourselves a few times. Uh, didn't do very good. I think we, you'd call us a have-not at that race. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what the plan is for the 200. I mean, I definitely hope it continues. I, I believe it's one of Canada's longest-running races, that that race. And uh, it's great to have it. It's sad that that track is gone, absolutely. You know, developments happen and take over racetracks. We see it all the time. 
uh, happened. You know, Westcar used to be a part of the Vernon track, Sun Valley Speedway for years, and, and you know that track went away due to developments as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, if uh, if the 300 ever comes back or is coming or Canada 200 comes back, then uh, you know definitely would look take a look at it for sure. Wow, kind of cool too. There isn't all lost out on the island. We still have Sarasota out there. Uh, Saratoga did it again. Pat will be listening going, Joe, come on, Saratoga. Uh, but kind of nice that we still have that racetrack out there. And by the sounds of it, Pat and his wife, they're going to be very energetic this year and firing that up and getting it back to its glory days. Yeah, that's great. That's, uh, you know, we don't, we, nobody like wants to see racetracks go. And uh, when, when they get um, more developed and uh, people are putting work into them, like Trevor's doing, you know, that, that facility is, awesome right like everybody sees it and knows it and uh what a beautiful track uh Pagera speedway uh just got paved last year so it's uh it's a whole new track as well um which is great because you know it definitely needed it and uh the guys are doing a lot of work at our local track here in prince george so yeah want to keep going and keep tracks alive for sure absolutely i gotta do a better job of getting out there and touring around too i gotta get out and see some of the other speedways that really look forward to doing that uh there's tracks at williams lake and cornell like you say and a gold pan speedway and uh there's yep. so many good tracks out there in bc that uh we need to show some love here on race time radio to say the least how's the 34 coming uh do you got it all put together you still got oh i don't know 30 days to have it done how's it coming uh, yeah, it's coming along. We uh, we actually just got back from the shop here a couple hours ago to get ready for to be on the show here. Um, but uh, the crew was all out there and giving her on it. Probably took more apart today than putting it back together, but it is what it is. It's got to be done. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be nut and bolted all the way through, and it usually starts with a full blow off. Right, you blow everything off and then start rebuilding the car. Anything changing under the skin of the thirty four this year? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yep, tight lip. Typical racer. Be. Typical racer. <laughs> yep, never show the cards. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, we uh, the last uh, our points finale for West Car was in Penticton last year in September uh, 26, I think it was. So um, we ended up actually finishing second to Corbin Thomas in that race. So then you come home and take the second place car apart and change it. So I don't know if that's good or bad or smart or not, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> that's what we're doing. So. But we're getting it ready for this, for the, uh, you know, May 5th and 6th, for sure. How about race teams? Uh, maybe this uh, with, you know, adding the West car on the Friday night and having the snake bite 125 may attract some guys that uh, maybe don't have that upper enchilade pro late model and think, I'm never going to win anyway. I'm not even going to compete with them, so I'm not even going to look at going. But now that this development has come along, hey, maybe there is guys that are going to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take a shot at this. Um, how did they do that? How did they, did they contact Westcar? Did they contact you to uh, sort of throw their name into the ring? Uh, the registration is through the Penticton Speedway for even for the Westcar event. So um, just online at Penticton Speedway, they can go on and register. We, you know, we're trying to get as many guys pre-registered as possible. Um, I've been getting text messages. There's definitely a lot of more interest now that, if, you know, for the Friday night show that it is uh, a late model only race from some of our late model guys. So, which is really great. What That's what we wanted. That was the goal. And uh, yeah, like I said before, we hope lots of these guys stick around and race on Saturday as well and give it a shot. $20,000. I mean, you might as well give it a shot. Oh. You never know. 
it happened. Man, you gotta give it a shot. Uh, if any, if the race taught us anything last year, if you're not there, I can tell you one thing for sure: you're not gonna win. Uh, but right. if you're there, uh, honestly, uh, anything can happen. Three hundred laps is a long, long, long way in a late model car. I don't care if it's uh, you know just rolled out of Hempke uh, or rolled out of the the top shop. Uh, you're going to be in for a long race, and you better know how to manage your tires and do all that. And really, that's where Westcar. When I look at you guys, uh, Keenan, and I see the 34 car, the one meter, uh, you know, I see the 14 car. Uh, you guys, the biggest bonus was you guys didn't burn your stuff up. You didn't burn it up. And if you kept the tires under the car and kept the car under the driver, guess what? You're going to end up with a top place finish. That's right. Yeah. Keep the fenders on them, keep the tires under them. And uh, like I said, you never know what's going to happen at the end of the race. And, you know, just you got to be there at the end to be take advantage of whatever you need to. So. As a car owner, do you reach into the window net just before the driver drives away and grab the chin strap, make sure it's not too tight? <laughs> no, I let him do his thing. <laughs> and just, it, I, I actually uh, crew chief on the car, so that we do have another car owner as well. I just want to put that out there. But uh, yeah, I don't. The driver he does he does his thing. I don't I don't tell him what to do or how to do it. So too funny. I used to. Uh, <laughs> there was a couple of drivers in All Star. That um, they never really did well unless they got fired up when they got in the car. So every yeah. now and then I'd walk down the lineup of all the cars before we roll them out on the track. And uh, I do what was called poking the bear with a stick. And I would. I'd uh, needle two of them, I know for sure. I can't mention them, but I would. They know who they are. And I'll tell you what, they always performed and put a great show on for the fans. Uh, and yeah. it was uh, kind of cool. But sometimes you got to do that to those guys. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not, I've never been a driver, so I don't know. Sometimes they put their helmets on and they're a whole different world, right? So you yeah. just got to let them go. Yeah, me too. Me too. Never driven. Well, I shouldn't say I've never driven a race car. I have, uh, but not competitive. Well, I've done it competitive. I raced on the track with John Fitzpatrick, but I can tell you, I ran faster scared than he did trying to catch me. That's right. Well, yeah, he owned both back cars. In the, back in the day, I did one of those street stock uh, mechanics races, and same thing. I was so scared. I, <laughs> I ended up winning it, and I think because I was so scared, I just wanted to get out of there. Ah, me too, <laughs> me too. John John Fitzpatrick, uh, uh, he ended up, uh, well, he had some difficulty, and he ended up getting booted out of the track for a couple of weeks. I was the promoter. And uh, John said, no, 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 he's not booting me out. Come on, I'm part of the show. I sponsored the track and stuff. And I said, well, it won't. The suspension won't count on the Wednesday dash for cash. I'll let you come in and race that night. But the other two nights, John, I have to because what you've done, I can't let guys do that. So he said, yeah, okay. So in the meantime, I talked to Mel Preeb that drives the number 23 Cambridge rigging car. And Mel, we used to call him Alabama Mel. He was from Drayton, Ontario, but you would have swore to God he was right from uh, right down south. He, uh, Alabama Mel, we call him. And I talked to Mel and I said, Mel, um, uh, I got to get in a car one of these days. I'd like to try your car. And he goes, oh, Joe, why don't you try it on Wednesday night? And I said, no, no, I don't want to race it. I like guaranteed I've never raced. He's, I yeah. said, but I, I'd like to try it out. Well, John Fitzpatrick, the owner of the 23 car, as well as his own, uh, John said, hey, Chisholm, I hear you want to go for a ride in the 23 car. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He said, you know I own that car. I said, oh, yeah, I know. I know. It came for triggering on the side of it. I knew that. He said, I'll tell you what. You get in the 23 car. I'll get in my car. And if I, uh, I'll give you a lap start. If I beat you, you forget about the suspension. I said, okay, deal, deal. That's a good idea. And then I turned right to Mel and I said, I don't know what you got to do, Alabama, but you got to teach me how to drive this car fast <laughs> enough to stay ahead of him. And uh, he said, oh, Joe, I'm going to teach you. I got down to a 16.5 on Wednesday afternoon. And at that time, it was a competitive time. Mel said to me, if you can drive at 16.5 consistently, he said, John ain't going to catch you in 10 laps. So you're okay. Just do it. And the last words Mel said to me, oh, I got to tell you, don't let John catch you. Because if he does, John's going to put you over into the golf course. I said, uh, he said he does own both cars. I said, I got it, Mel. Thanks. Thanks for the encouragement. So needless to say, I could always run faster scared than right. uh, John Fitzpatrick could want to catch me. But uh, I digress. We had a lot of fun, and I did stay on the lead lap. There you go. I wouldn't have go. if he didn't spot me a lap, but uh, I, <laughs> I still did it. Uh, I, guys behind the wheel, they really have a good time. And that Western Rattler 300 weekend is going to be off the hook. It's going to be awesome, yeah. Like I said, it's a great facility, and that the race they put on last year there was a really good show. It was a lot of fun. Uh, 300 laps is crazy. I didn't even know if our car could make it 300 laps, but it did. So, um, yeah, like I said, I, I hope a lot of these late model guys uh, take a look at that and take a look at that prize money and, and uh, show up for it, right? So Absolutely. Keenan, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. You pinched it perfectly, buddy. Thank you very much. appreciate you having me on. And that is Keenan Maggard. I did get his last name correct, Maggot, right? Magnet. Magnet, Magnet. I won't forget it now. Thanks, Keenan. Have a good night. Uh, great to see these guys. Uh, much appreciated. And, man, is that ever going to be a race? You don't want to miss it. Penticton Speedway tickets are on sale now. And if you can't make the race, not to fear, Race Time Radio is going to have it all live, uh, flag to flag, uh, Jerry and I and probably a few others will be out there uh, to bring you all the live coverage. Final break of the night. Here we go. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the street stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the street stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. 
with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight-to-flight coverage. Riley Siebert, the winner. This is my own. Not coming here to push me around. and This is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Penticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. we got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Andorra, and wherever you get your podcasts. Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, all live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. And hello to everyone on Rev TV Canada throughout the course of the week. I uh, couldn't do it without you. Uh, it, time is really running fast here. Just about at the top of the hour, we got to throw the keys back to Tim at Rev and Scotty back in Toronto and give you guys your channels back and uh, uh, continue on with some great pro- programming whether it be on Sirius XM or Rev TV Canada, got a lot of new stuff coming out on Rev TV and uh, Mike Garrow and his whole staff, Eddie, all of you guys, so you deserve a round of applause. I can tell you that. Um, if you haven't got Rev TV Canada yet, you best be getting it. Uh, there is going to, uh, it's going to shake you. If you're a motorsports fan, what are you doing? You need Rev TV Canada. Uh, being at the show this weekend, just final comments here. Because uh, we are really close to the top. Uh, I did pick up some hard copy schedules. Uh, Flamborough Speedway. I uh, got that one. I got uh, Delaware Speedway. Uh, also got the APC schedule. I uh, got a really neat card from Tim Tolton. Uh, big news. Tim Tolton, uh, driver in the number three forever at Full Throttle Speedway and tracks around Ontario. You would have seen him at... Uh, uh, Flamborough Speed, all the different tracks in Ontario. Tim Tolton's now going to be the race director at Full Throttle Speedway. And I know we're going to get uh, Paul Chapanier on this show. And again, I got to apologize to everybody that I got clips with yesterday at Motorama. Uh, and I fouled up the audio. An audio guy making a mistake on the audio. Uh, but I wish I could take all the blame, but I can't. It was a camera. So I'm the TV guy now, too. So I got to. Get good at both, and I promise you that'll never happen again. And all of those guests will be with us at some point or another in real, real soon time. Uh, for Sue, right here in the Race Time Radio studio, I'm Joe Chisholm. And uh, for Tim back in the Rev TV studio and Scotty back in Toronto 
and all the guys at the Performance Motorsport Network.com that tune us in each and every week, stealing all his guys. Uh, thank you all. Thank you all and the listeners, viewers, subscribers to our YouTube channel at uh, Race Time Radio TV. I can't thank you all. And I got to tell you, we'll be back with you next Sunday at 7 or on Rev TV Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern next week. Don't miss it. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 